um, and it will, it will uh, help hide this equipment and kind of uh, clean up uh, this side of the building. And here we're looking at the rear, and I just added the, the red lines and around the door just to orient you. Um, this is the same, the same door and the same roof here. So you can see this little shed roof here. Um, this is coming out around, you know, it's coming out and then across and then out again and then across. Uh, and the clabbered, um, here, look at it with, uh, without the red lines. The, um, uh, the clabbered, uh, the HRG report, um, you know, correctly says that the clabbered should be slightly different in profile to distinguish it from the, uh, the clabbered on the, uh, the additions from the 50s. Um, and the, it doesn't mention, but the same thing, uh, I'll come back to this, we've conditioned that the, this parapet and these corbels, which they're adding, both are based on, you know, historic features, which we'll see in a couple minutes, um, that those, again, should be slightly different. And uh, I'll come back to that. So here's just another view, and I want to point out that, um, we'll see this again, that this is also changing currently now. This is a, uh, a hedge, so this planter is going to be constructed here. All right, moving, moving on. Um, so they also propose to uh, demolish the entirety of this rear trellis. Uh, this is also not a historic feature. Um, there's, there's no uh, historic uh, uh, trellis structure back there of any sort. Um, and here, the, the blue box is just uh, orient, orienting you. Uh, that's more or less the, uh, the view that you're looking at with the photo. Uh, and you can see all, the, all that pebble. Here you have pebble, and this is brick. Um, that's just being changed to all brick. Um, and currently, they don't have any ADA-compliant uh, ramp back here. They do need an ADA-compliant uh, uh, ramp. That is being here. See, this is a low wall, low brick wall, and that's being put here. Uh, and so a, this, this planter, um, some of this planter will remain, you know, here. Uh, and then this new curbing coming around, it's um, similar to uh, what's existing. Uh, and none of, none, of these, none of these features are, um, are considered uh, historic. Um, so here, we just have uh, the view, excuse me, I want to flip forward and, okay. Um, so removing the, the, the lattice, which currently covers kind of all of this, is going to reveal uh, this historic fabric, these original corbels and this belt course, and that's what the, the new corbels and parapet are going to be based on. Uh, so overall, here's a, um, this portion of this lattice has already uh, been removed. You can see here's that belt course. The corbels are behind these, these posts here. Um, uh, and here we have, see here um, is brick is the, um, is kind of a bulkhead though. I, I, it's separated by, by wood. Um, that's going to remain the same, but a planter is being put in front of this rather than the, uh, the hedge. Uh, the hedge is not historic. Um, the, 
the, ex the precise configuration and treatment of this really isn't either, um, but it's all uh, being left alone and just the, the planter being added in front. Um, and, sorry, just one, okay. So, uh, we, we don't have any uh, issue uh, with, with, um, with any of the, their proposals. Uh, the only item we recommend uh, approval, I just want to point out condition three, um, that is, concerns the, oops, here we go. Precise design of the laundry roof, parapet, corbels, and board and batten siding shall be approved by planning staff prior to submitting plans for permitting. Board and batten siding will have different proportions to the existing. The corbels will either have the same profile as the existing but a different construction or the same construction but slightly different profile. The roof parapet will either have different proportions than the existing belt course or a simplified profile. This is all just to say that um, um, uh, it's, for instance, the belt course, it's a little difficult to see, but uh, it's sort of a two layers and um, there's, uh, there's three, it's a stepped profile, uh, three planes here on this lower one, for instance. So uh, what we might do is simplify that to two planes, uh, but very similar profile or three planes with uh, possibly slightly different widths or something like that. The corbels are, um, it's, it's a, de a sort of regular decorative, decorative brace, but then there's solid pieces of wood on either side of it. Um, so perhaps the same profile, but it's, um, uh, but it's all solid, or, um, or uh, perhaps the, the solid pieces of wood stick out a little bit, you know, perhaps those are flush with the brace. Uh, the point is um, we, and the board and batten then the, say, say the existing board and batten is, uh, you know, six inch reveal with a three inch, you know, is that the batten? Yes, with a three inch batten, you know, maybe we do a, a you know, five inch reveal with a two inch batten or something or, uh, so, you know, it blends in, but if you come look at it closely, you know, you can tell that it's not part of the historic fabric. Uh, I just wanna point this out because um, that will be, um, if you wanted to, condition specifics, you can, otherwise this will be uh, determined at a later time. Thank you. Thanks. We have questions of staff. I have a question on the condition. Um, do you think it would be appropriate to, you know, in your opinion, um, given your in-depth knowledge of the project and the site, the, um, to just incorporate one or two of the three variations, or it's a small area where you'll get to maybe too much differentiation if we do all three. Oh, okay, so okay, let me go back like to if that. We just did wider. Yeah, so this, yeah, this, all of this is new board and batten, mm -hmm. and then this is new corbels, and this is new. Well, um, here, let me see if I get the, okay. So the, this is the original belt course, mm -hmm. so it extends out from that, and then there's no more belt course that you can see until the other side of the building. 
Um, and then these corbels are here, and then there's, there's no more corbels until the other side of the building. Um, so, uh, personally, you know, I think it wouldn't be an issue to have those, um, uh, to have both of those things different. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining if you're standing on the lawn and you're looking that, you know, the intent would be that you can't really tell um, it's just, you know, it hasn't been sorted out precisely okay. how to do it yet. And then the board and batten, I mean, that was just an example. Uh, you know, I, the, you know, the process we would take is, you know, they propose something, we'd review it, and okay. back and forth, so. Okay. Um, any other questions of staff? Okay. Um, I believe the applicant is here to make a presentation. Be sure to state your name. First. And do they need to state address or affiliation? Yeah. It used to be more fun when I got to just sit over there. <laughs> uh, Jay Lamagna with Rasmussen and Associates, representing uh, DKM, the, uh, the property owner and, and operator of the facility. Uh, thanks, guys, for letting us come back again one more time. And thanks, Tim, for your, uh, your description of the project. I think it sums it up pretty well. And uh, what we are looking to do, I think, is r relatively simple of clean up the exteriors a little more and my personal opinion is knock some of the 1970s ugly off of it and, and bring back some of the, uh, some of the items that are, that are closer in representation of what's already there. Uh, with respect to the condition that uh, Tim's brought up, I think our preference would probably be keeping the proportion of the items the same but simplifying the design. I think that's going to look more cohesive in the building than having a beltway that belt course that gets narrower with as many reveals or details. And uh, you know, I think it's probably be more economical as well, which obviously we need to consider a little bit. One question I have regarding the board and batten of being a different dimension: there's board and batten all over the facility that is part of and not part of the historic fabric. So I'm not sure that conditioning that to be different is necessarily, I, I get where that's coming from, but it's going to be potentially up next to some stuff that was built in the 60s that copied what was done in the original design. So I throw that out there. I mean, we're, it's not a deal breaker, but it, it seems like we'd like to make it look as, as much as cohesive as possible when we're done, uh, acknowledging that we don't want to repeat what, you know, what is historic with things that aren't historic. Uh, you know, on the on the, uh, the the rest of the project as we're envisioning is basically just cleaning up the exteriors, getting them repainted and refinished with the same colors and textures that they that they have now. And uh, going back to the front trellis, you know, we we've created a simpler version of the trellis that's uh, a little more representative of what was there historically. Although we're not trying to copy it exactly, we're making it a little smaller. Uh, and the advantage with this trellis along, you know, similar to why we're not replacing the one in the back is if the, the size and shape and design of the one in the front allows the little shed roof there on the, on the right of the, the middle slide, which is part of the original construction to be much more visible than it is now. It's, it's pretty buried behind the, uh, the egg crate, which is rapidly ready to fall down on its own. Uh, other than that, uh, we're really just trying to, you know, modernize it with the fabric of the historic 
texture we've got to work with, and hopefully you'll find it find it favorable. Great. There's um, my 10 minutes. Do we have questions of the applicant? Uh, yeah, I was curious as to why you are proposing to make the trellis smaller than the one that is there now, and then um, the bottom photo was larger there as well. What advantages are you seeing? We were trying to basically keep it off the sides of the building so it stood as its own element rather than, the, than what's there now kind of connects that whole front courtyard. So we wanted to, to read more like a courtyard with a, with a trellis in the middle and give some space around the edges just to, again, be able to kind of see more of the existing building and, but still get us some, some covered pathway out to the Port Cochier. Yeah, I'm just wondering if it kind of looks a little bit lonesome out there. Um, and it can discuss, it might be better to make it larger. I have a question. I think it's probably just the rendering, but it looks so much lighter than the building. Is that just because that's would be proposed to be sort of a natural wood finish? Or you know, the trellis or yeah, it is. A, it is rendered a little, little lighter. the The intent would be to basically get get the color of it very, very close to the other, uh, the other stained, stained wood elements. That you know, it's basically got a, a, a the the darker, darker tan, and then a lighter tan on the on the ends of the of the eaves. That we would be trying to get pretty close to that for the trellis. Okay, and it will be covered with vine. Yes. Yeah. Our, our intent is to do our best to save the existing vines that are there now. We're not completely sure how we're going to do that yet, but we've got it. We're going to, we're going to come up with a plan, <laughs> but to uh, take them out, take the trellis out from underneath and build a new trellis underneath the existing vines is going to be a little tricky, but we, we think we have a plan. We don't have any other questions, I guess. You okay, thank you. Uh, and I don't have any other speaker cards? Okay. So I think that means that we can go and close the public, public hearing and go into discussion. Who'd like to start? Um, I'm generally supportive of the project and I written any anything you'd want to make uh, the condition number three anything you'd want more specific for uh, fine as is I'm just bringing up yeah I'm just gonna bring up the points that we need to discuss I wonder if it would be possible to so those would be approved by planning staff yes as the project develops yes and and it was it was written that way simply because there's no one proper way to do it. So I just wrote it broadly so that we wouldn't be hamstrung if, if, if it was more specific, potentially that wouldn't work out and then you know, we have to come back here to get a condition change, you know? Sure, that's what I was wondering, if it would be possible for us to review the final design? Uh, if, if you wanted to change the condition, you could. Um, I mean, it would. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know that that's necessarily just trying to get feedback from everybody on since that's really the one only condition. as we go down the line. If everybody could comment on condition number three, that would be good and what we think of it. Okay. Um, and the project overall, actually, you know, obviously. Yeah, no, the project overall, I, I'm, you know, thank you so much for working with us. Um, it's very exciting. I think that, you know, what has been done, what you're proposing, just looks wonderful. I think it honors the Pierpont Inn. Um, I say, I'm, Maybe I'm just not getting used to it, but I'm a little bit concerned about the size of um, that trellis in the front. I'm trying to visualize it out there by itself and not really connected, and maybe it's because I'm so used to and I've seen this building for so many years, but I'm not sure that that's really in keeping with the flavor of the building. Excuse me, may I just add something? Is it, if it, if you guys can remember to talk into the microphone, it's really difficult for the, oh, for the recording. Sure. If, even when you turn your head, sometimes you, the mic doesn't pick you up because it's kind of a unidirectional mic. That would be really helpful. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm feeling pretty comfortable with uh, um, some of the ideas for um, the board and batten, and so it's not a replication, but um, for staff to be part of that um, decision as to what would what would help it blend, but not um, replicate. Okay. But what are other people's feelings about that outdoor trellis in front? I see what you're saying about the trellis. Um, it sort of looks a little unbalanced, like maybe if there was a third bay to the left, it might balance it. You're getting closer to the building. Um, I was concerned about it at first until I looked at some of the historic photos that showed sort of the round timber members and things like that that made me feel better about it. And then the other thing is because it is so freestanding, it's you know clearly added later and could easily be removed without any damage to anything. Yeah, I'm pleased with the materials. Um, I was just wondering if it could be extended just a little bit farther without touching the building, mm -hmm. even, um, and it would look like it belongs a little bit yeah. more. I, I echo your concerns on the trellis. Uh, maybe staff can chime in on if that if the design of the trellis was ever considered to extend maybe a third bay. Look at the plan view. Yeah, even if it doesn't touch, uh, but to be to be wider. Or to even just overhang maybe wider on the sides. Uh-huh. Well the um, to the left on the the well, the plant the top the plan view on the left side of the trellis. Um, oh yeah. I see. The the it's a little hard to see where, well, the, the black, mm -hmm. the black bars there, that's the trellis, okay. Um, and then that's a planter to the left of it. So, um, so it's, it's in the rendering, the top image here, you can see it's rendered with plantings there, uh, but the, the elevation in the middle doesn't show uh -huh. the plantings. Mm -hmm. So it'll be a little different uh, than what you see on the, 
in the middle image. It'll it'll be more like the rendering, which um, let's see, do we have another? I can't recall. No, I guess that was it. But here here you can see that's um, it's going to be a fairly large planter there. Uh, and the only the only thing I would add is there's a benefit to having it pulled away uh, from the wall in that um, the 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 vines um, you know the vines hitting the building is you know, not good for the longevity of the building. So uh, other other than that, I mean, I I don't have I don't have opinion on the it being extended or not. I just point out the you know, the utility and that the planners are going to be there. Yeah, and I certainly don't mind it not touching the building because like you, I can um, see that, yeah, vines and buildings don't get along very well. Um, it's the, um, but the amount of space and could it be closer to um, and just extend it a little bit and would that look a little bit better so it's not hanging out there by itself. Uh, Chair, committee members, we can take a definitely take a look at it. Building permit phase. There are requirements between separation of structures when you get into building code that we will have to look into ver things versus when they're attached to the building versus detached and separations and fire ratings and things of that nature. We can um, dig into that further at plan check. Uh, we are happy to explore what that distance is and see if we can get it a little bit closer um, based on code requirements and work with the applicant during plan check on that. Okay, even with historical buildings, because yeah, it just looks like it should even be with extended buildings. a little bit. It just looks a little bit small for that space. Yeah. And that's a, that's a pretty big space. I mean, I think you could it do an overhang. Space. I think you could overhang to the left and you'd have plenty of separation there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the, um, let me find the rendering again. Okay, I, I think actually, you know, Jay would be able to explain this better. I, but I think, so the, this here, it looks like there's a gap here, uh -huh. but it looks like there isn't here because you have this. But this is set back. This is um, at the, uh, not, I don't believe that's the last timber, but the second to last timber. So this is quite a ways back. So there is actually a gap here and here. It just doesn't go all the way back. So this this might be this view might be slightly misleading, uh, you know, because it's completely flat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was kind of counting the um, cement squares there and trying to use that as a gauge to um, mm -hmm. how far truly is it away from the building and what do we have to work with. Okay, and, you know, looking at that, I was just thinking it a little bit larger would... Okay, so here, this is, this is the trellis, mm -hmm. right? So here is the, that shed roof, uh, I don't know, I think they'd have to... Yeah, if, if, if you'd like to reopen the public hearing and app invite the applicant back up to explain a little bit further from staff's perspective we can definitely look at that at plan check and see what if there is ability to to move that or extend that trellis a little larger based on code requirements so we're happy to explore that with the applicant okay <laughs> does the rendering um, that you have uh, take into account the presence of the vines Doesn't show well, the, re the renderings 
you know, kind of showing it back here, this is where the vines are. Okay. Um, it'll, you know, they'll, they'll cover. They'll, they'll eventually cover the top of the trellis. Yeah. Um, okay. Exactly, yeah, I was thinking that that's going to give more mass to it when you're looking at it from the curb than, than what we see here. That looks, looks a little uh, like it's floating in, in, a, in the middle of the courtyard there, but if it was covered with vines, it may, uh, may change, you know, the way it, it appears to uh, when you, kind of that curb appeal when you first drive up. Yeah. Well, I would be comfortable with adding, potentially adding a condition that staff you know, look at ways to make the trellis design more balanced because maybe the vines aren't that healthy one year or something. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to use landscape as a justification sometimes for um, for design, given that you don't know what's going to happen to the landscape yes, feature I, always. Yeah, I, I agree. It just looks like it could be extended just a little bit more vines or no vines. I don't feel that I would need to see it again or take time at a more time from the public hearing to add such a condition that it be considered and discussed with the applicant further. Okay. And a way to balance that design better, given code restrictions. Mm -hmm. um. uh, could I ask you a couple questions mm -hmm. about that? Okay, so um, let's look at photo. Um, okay, so I just want to point out uh, various things that come into the calculation. So here, there's a couple of large uh, ficus or tipu trees or something here. Um, and then, so your your view of this building is always going to be uh, up close or from an angle. You, you know, you're mm -hmm. you're never really going to get this view. Mm -hmm. So um, in terms of extending it now, now it's it's currently the trellis itself is you know symmetrical, right? Um, a full a full another one of these you know isn't going to fit on either side, right? Now, uh, because the concern is kind of about uh, is sort of about symmetry. If this if this were just extended a little bit on this side, though. Uh, I mean the. Well, it's, you know, not, the it's not symmetry. Symmetry as much as balance. I ba think. Ba oh, sorry, balance. That's what it I mean. It doesn't have to remain symmetrical to because the you know the facade. It's not symmetrical. The building. No, no, so. it's not. I, the tree. Yeah, the trellis is, but the building. You know, it's right. the entrance is here at one bay, right. and so, you know, this would be some shorter element, and when you're, you know, experiencing it, um, it'll be, it'll be kind of compressed or elongated, you know, depending on which angle you're looking at. I just want to make sure that, you know, right. if we end up with something like that, everyone's fine with it. Well, I just, I want, I don't think we need to design it now, but I think it yeah. should be looked at because okay. also if that, if that shed roof doesn't come all the way to the front, you can have an asymmetrical planned, if you look at it in plan from the trellis, sort of roof down where maybe it extends on both sides for the first two, ba two bays back or something. It doesn't okay. have to necessarily be a square. Right, and I was thinking of extending on both sides. Space a little bit. Okay, okay. Uh, and that might do it. And then again, it'll be covered with vines, so you're not necessarily just gonna read an asymmetrical structure, but it doesn't read as balanced. Okay. at present, and I think it could just use a little further study to see if we could get there or just take it one extra step. 
Understood, Chair O'Neill, committee members. Uh, I think uh, with your motion, you can just add a con direct staff to add a condition where uh, the planning staff will, dur during building permit plan check, take a further look at the trellis and see how it can be more balanced within its space. Perfect. That, right. That's what I would be comfortable with. Yeah, there. extend on both sides. And that's enough information for us to move right. forward and, and do that for you. Thank you. Um, uh, Member Mueller, did you have other comments that you wanted to add? I have one other comment, and that is that this is a very challenging project uh, because of the very nature of the uh, uh, construction over the years and to try and uh, identify what is historically uh, significant and, and what is not is, is and then to try and integrate it uh, into one uh, one structure that has uh, some continuity I, I, I think it's um, a very difficult job it's, it's difficult for us to evaluate and it's difficult to uh, design and I think uh, the effort here has has been uh, well spent to to try and do the best that can be done for, you know, such a, a varied uh, 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 structure. Great. Um, I will. Uh, you can probably already tell where my feelings are leaning, but I um, I appreciate the project. I appreciate the staff visual report at the hearing, comparing photos to elevation side by side I think is really helpful and that there's some additional um, model views presented so that was good very helpful um, my my comments are on condition three I think we could do an and or condition because I think it reads let me just read it one more time because I may be wrong um, I, th I feel that it reads that all three should be differentiated and maybe they do maybe they do have to be maybe they don't it seems like we, could, we shouldn't condition them to definitely all three be differentiated but maybe you know some reasonable combination thereof at staff's determination um, let me just uh, read it so I, th I think because it says you know sort of all for all three elements will have will have will have um, so perhaps, I don't know if staff can recommend a way that that becomes, uh, let's see, shall be approved by, by planning staff prior to submitting plans for permitting, maybe some kind of statement of, you know, the modification should be some combination of the following or something. I don't know. Um, I just don't want it to read that they absolutely have to change the design of all three elements, because I don't know that you'll find that necessary um, when you see one or two changed. It might be differentiated enough. Um, well, it could be as simple as um, putting in, if necessary, somewhere. Yeah. And then also, as far as the, um, because I, I was trying to describe the, the means that you would do mm -hmm. this, and the language I came up with, you know, maybe, makes sense to me if it doesn't make sense to someone else or so it could um, you could just put a for example in front of that so um, the, roof pellet, the roof okay. parapet um, you know may have for example different proportions or, or a simplified profile or because what I meant by different proportions for for example is you know it would be the same overall width but you know if there was three elements maybe one of the elements was skinny so it's hard to capture. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, 
for what did I say? A for example and a if necessary. I mean, yeah. Those yeah, something like that would be appropriate. Uh -huh. I think. Okay. Okay. So just so that it does, I think otherwise it could read that they have to make adjustments to all three features, and maybe you'll find that if they adjust two, it's enough to be differentiated at close mm -hmm. inspection. Okay. And that that helps them achieve their goal of. Um, you know, some, some manner of uniformity a little bit. Um, and then the other comment I have is that I would add the condition we discussed about um, a few extra studies on filling that space a bit better, the, the air space, if you will, um, for the trellis at the front entrance. Mm -hmm. uh, um, do we have any further discussion? No, I think you've got it. So I, I would move that we approve with the modification to condition number three and the added condition regarding the um, refine, studying at least refining the trellis, and all, and all at staff at planning staff's discretion. I will second. Do you have enough from the discussion to make that? Yes, we do. Sound good. Okay. Yes, we do. <laughs> Okay, I think if we have no further discussion, then we are ready for a vote. We will need motions. Did I think, oh, no, did, did you move? Yes. We, we, we need a second. I'm sorry. I apologize. Who's second? Oh, no, you second. Oh, no, you didn't. I second. Okay, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I moved it's with, second. with the gobbledygook conditions, and you seconded. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. okay, so I think we are ready. Member Mercer? Yes. Member Mueller? Yes. Member Purzell? Yes. Chair O'Neill? Yes. Thank you. Uh, motion carries. Okay. All right. Our next item is project 12312, uh, the Ivylon Cemetery Design Review at 5400 Valentine Road. Okay, uh, yes, this is a design review for a new mausoleum at the Ivy, View, Ivy Lawn Cemetery. Um, Ivy Lawn Cemetery is a his historic district uh, that was established in 2012. Uh, and when it was established, uh, historic district guidelines were implemented, uh, which, uh, which determine uh, how new construction is evaluated and what is important uh, or what is uh, contributing and not contributing to the district. Uh, just for a little background, in 2013, changes to the northwest area in the green circle uh, were approved. That was a, a new uh, Crips and Columbarium, I believe. Uh, in 2014, the, in the middle there, that green circle, uh, pump house uh, was rebuilt for a new different purpose. Uh, and we are looking at the area in the blue square. This is the mausoleum complex. Um, so <coughs> the three buildings from the period of significance considered cons contributing structures um, are the uh, mausoleum in the middle, labeled as Martin, that was uh, uh, designed by, by A.C. Martin, Jr., uh, and also the sunrise and sunset crypts on either side of it. Uh, the, the building labeled 1984 as a chapel 
added then and isn't considered a contributing structure. And the guidelines state that the lawn area between the Sunrise Crypt and the Martin uh, Mausoleum uh, is designated for, uh, intended for expansion of the mausoleum. Okay, uh, here we have a photo. Um, this is from the street, looking at it from the, uh, where you would enter these mausoleums. Um, you can see the sunset crypt on the far left uh, corner. Um, the, the 1984 structure um, uh, kind of, uh, you know, took over that facade um, and then met the AC Martin, the, the middle main uh, mausoleum structure. And then you have the lawn where the proposed mausoleum's going and then the sunrise crypt. So this, the proposed mausoleum, it's a, um, it's not an enclosed structure. It's, it's comprised of eight freestanding columbariums that's uh, topped with a, a roof that is uh, both uh, solid and then also a lattice uh, and, oh, and, a, and a dome over the middle. And so this is the roof plan um, and the eight freestanding columbarium, you can see this dotted line, that's, that's one, this is one, that's one, that's one. It's a spoke pattern. Um, and here I shaded in the roof uh, just so it's, it's clear that uh, at least from above, this is the structure. This, this here is uh, just cement walkways and then landscaping in these corners. So here is a, a, a mock-up of uh, what an aerial would look like. Uh, um, I think fairly close to proper proportions. Um, so again, this is uh, the roof. And then this is the actual footprint of the structure. So I wanted to show this just to emphasize that um, it is solid, it's an open air structure, it's, a, it's an outdoor structure. And so uh, your views of this structure, um, you'll be looking into it and through it depending on where you're looking at it. It's not a solid building taking up that uh, lawn space. Um, and I want to emphasize that simply because when you look at the plans, you look at the elevation, it's, um, you know, it doesn't read that way. It's, um, it doesn't give you the, the correct uh, feeling. And so, you know, if you, if you did like a simple mock-up like this, uh, you know, it really, it, would, it wouldn't really show you what's happening. I, I you know, I, I kind of, I shaded these out, because these, these are falling behind this. This is the only face that's, uh, that comes to the, the sidewalk that's behind this wall. Uh, the next, uh, the next face of a columbarium is here, one of these uh, diagonal spokes, and it's uh, 22 feet behind this space. So you do, you would not get the feeling of a solid uh, mass there, like this, like this shows. Um, I want to stop on this for a second. So, but I want to point out that the um, so the guidelines. Um, and they're in the staff report and also uh, attached. Uh, so there's height, materials, details and elements, roofs and grounds. Um, and and uh, I feel that it meets uh, the intent of all the, the guidelines. Um, and what I think 
it does well architecturally, um, just in a, a, a broader sense, is it's continuing this roof line, and it's not it's not solid and unbroken. You know, there's there's a there's a gap over here, and then again, only a small portion of roof is you know is almost meeting this roof, but it extends this line all the way across. They're the same height. Um, uh, it's really, you know, a transitional structure, a step down between this main structure and this. And the fact that it's uh, that it's not solid, it's open to air. Things are things are moved back. You can see into it and through it. Um, it doesn't uh, it doesn't overpower uh, this this smaller, simpler structure. Um, so here's a view of the lawn. Uh, and if you were standing about where that blue circle is, um, the, the closest columbarium would be uh, around here, something like that. And then, you know, and then you'd have next one, like, be over here somewhere. And what you'd see, sort of, not quite the same, is this. Um, you have this columbarium, which is against the sidewalk. Um, this uh, remaining landscaping, planters on the inside of it, um, and everything else, um, uh, you know, further away, be able to see through, see into, etc. cetera. Uh, so, again, here's the footprint. Uh, and uh, I just want to uh, leave on this because... Um, you know, we feel it meets all the guidelines, um, and I just want to emphasize again: it's it's filling the lawn space, but uh, not entirely. Um, it's uh, it's very opening. It's very open. It um, these separate structures maximize the niche space that they need uh, without creating a solid structure that um, uh, you know that might just be too massive for the space. It's, um, it creates an outdoor experience uh, for visitors, adds, um, uh, it's, a, it's a different experience than what's existing, but uh, I feel in the materials, uh, the, the, the roof, um, the roof line continuing from the Sunrise Crypt, the way that it's stepped back, uh, more or less everything is stepped back because of separate components from uh, the other buildings that uh, it's compatible um, and but still distinct. And that's my presentation. Great. I, I didn't get to ask if we had any ex parte communications. Does anybody have any? It's right oh, there. Sorry. Right here. Uh, the sample board. Sorry. Thank you. Yes, we have a sample board as well um, uh, with the materials proposed. Um, I don't hear any ex parte communication, so do we have questions of staff? Um, yes. I, do we know how many niches will the, the makeup? I mean, on, on the photos, I'm seeing larger areas, but I know in the other mausoleum, there's, you know, very small, there's large, there's some with... Um, you know, windows uh, where people can put photos or whatever. Do we know the makeup? Uh, the rendering, the when when you speak to the applicant, he'd be about, be better to explain that. But this, um, these, all of these marble faces, these are niches. 
Um, so the only the only faces that aren't um, are at the ends. So um, so this doesn't have niches, and neither does this. Uh, I forget. Maybe maybe this does or doesn't. But everything else is faced with marble and contains a niche. I believe, but that that'd be a question better for the applicant. Thanks, and, and thank you for your renderings and putting things in perspective. That's really been helpful. <laughs> Um, I have one question, which I get, I'm a little confused. So is north up in this view? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the um, sunrise and sunset are not east and west, like the sunrise is in the east and the sets in the west? I don't get that either. Is that accurate? <laughs> it's, well, it's, no, it, the, the guidelines, the guidelines label this, this one sunrise, this one sunset. I don't know if that's correct. I, so I just, I just labeled it as the guidelines label it. Um, and I had, them, I had them labeled opposite for much of the time I was writing this report because that would make more sense, but yeah. Okay, we'll ask the applicant to clarify when they come up. Um, let me see where my questions are. Um, the other question I had was, and I apologize because I don't have page numbers because I forgot my laptop where I keep everything. Um, but I didn't see that the lawn is actually listed as a non-contributor. I thought it was actually in the discussion of the complex as contributing. But I know that it's I know that it's also clearly stated that it's intended to be developed. I just mm -hmm. didn't see it actually listed as non-contributing the west the west lawn. So that was a little um, it, I, 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 it was a little misleading to me that it's okay. Um. <coughs> Yeah, let me see this. In the, in the discussion of the complex from 1964, they discussed that lawn, and that's under the contributing features yeah. discussion. Yeah, in the discussion, it's not, um, yes, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. Um, in the discussion of, it's, it's under section, uh, for new construction guidelines, cemetery expansion, uh, east cemetery area, or no, sorry, south southeast cemetery area. It says um, uh, any construction that may be planned between the west lawn and the mausoleum shall be compatible in size, scale, etc. Um, and then there's another. Um, There's another part where it, it mentions that area is intended for expansion. Yeah, yeah I think I think I think that I, I know that's the case. I think yeah. what what my contention is with that on page two of the staff report it says the the lawn area where the new mausoleum is proposed are not contributing features, and I don't think that that's necessarily an accurate statement. And I would wouldn't want that to be in any official findings because even if it gets taken up with the building, I think it's actually. I would assume, based on where it's discussed, that it's actually part of the okay. contributing complex. So I think that's what threw me off, was that, that, that okay. it's, because then I went through looking for where it was listed as non-contributing, and it's not listed as non-contributing. Okay, yeah, uh, you're right, the lawn, not contributing. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, um, are they talking about the lawn, or are they talking about the space? 
Well, there's a lot the, of cement in the rendering of what's here, but there's plenty of open space. In the, in the, right. in the findings, um, we'll have to look at what the findings say, because um, I do, you know, the logic is uh, this, the guidelines say this is where this is going to be expanded. Yeah. Um, you know, therefore. That was clearly articulated. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, so therefore, that space is not a contributing element. Yeah. Uh, and that's, but the, I don't, it's a little, I don't, it's a little difficult to <laughs> yeah, parse. It is, it's a little I think, I think lawn is a little misleading. They're not worried about the grass. They're worried about the area as an open space and, and it shouldn't overpower the other elements of the complex and, and, and I think that's what this design is trying to do but of course they put a lot of cement on the ground and there's not much lawn left. Okay. So I just wanted to, that was my question yeah. I guess and I think that we need to make sure that any findings for the project don't have that language. It's, um, it's a... Um, is, it the, is this the area you were looking where it says East Cemetery area? There are no contributing historic structural elements in this area. No, that's a different part of south the cemetery. East. Yeah. So in the in the guidelines, the discuss. Okay, so um, the guidelines under cemetery expansion, it's uh, the um, it's the uh, southeast cemetery area. And then it's also. Um, and it's also reiterated, I mean, it's reiterated throughout that section that, you know, something is going to be built in this area. So um, it's, um, let's see. Um, let's see where the con contributing, contributing lands planted. Sorry, one, one moment. Well, okay, so <clears throat> the guidelines, the first page of the guidelines um, under contributing landscape features, it says um, the landscaping and landscape elements planted up to 1964. So that would include that would include that right. mm -hmm. that lawn. Um, so, but then it's. I mean, I don't know if "contradicted" is the right word, but then you know it states this area is intended for expansion. So yeah, I mean, it clearly the guidelines that are, are are adopted allow for expansion there. I just don't want it to read that it's not contributing. I think that just needs to be, you know corrected basically because I think it's just we don't really need a statement on it it's just this is a, identified as an opportunity area um, okay for for development or expansion of some kind um, if that wasn't in the guidelines I would be more concerned plus also obviously the um, 1984 edition on the other side so that those are my questions um, those were my questions of staff do we have other questions of staff Um, is the applicant um, going to make a presentation? 
Uh, can you, you'd have to come up to the mic if you could. Because we, we need it to be recorded. And then we also need a, a speaker card after you've spoken. You just have to fill one of these out so we have it for the record as well. I'm told this is unidirectional. Uh, I'm Thomas Woodworth. I'm with Carrier Mausoleums Construction. I am the designer contractor of this building. Um, we have been working with Ivy Lawn for the last several years and in expanding their exterior mausoleums. The AC Martin mausoleum that was constructed back and I think it was 1964 really consisted of two structures or three structures actually but two different designs. Uh, one of the designs were the outer outdoor mausoleum buildings which were essentially big masses of long, long crypts about uh, 100 feet long and it's quite an imposing structure and they also have large overhangs if you've ever been there so you if you're standing in front of a crypt there's a roof over you it comes out about nine feet so uh, it, it's a little deceiving you can see it in the picture there but uh, there's as much area for roof in this building than there is for as there is for crypt and then the center ac martin building uh, was a, uh, so this building, the outdoor building, is four levels high. The AC Martin one is eight levels high. So essentially double the height. And in the world of mausoleums, uh, people that buy crypts tend to buy them uh, more closely to the ground. Uh, in fact, the popular ones in terms that we use are eye and heart level crypts are the most popular. And then once you get up to the seventh and eighth level. Some people have called it the heaven level, but uh, a lot of people don't like to buy them up there, so they're very, very difficult to sell. And so 85% of the crypts that we build around the country uh, are six high. Uh, this is four high, so we can match what's there. Uh, just to uh, elaborate on uh, a couple comments on what is here, uh, the First mausoleum is the outdoor building, and it doesn't have any uh, what we call niches. And, and just in terminology, a, a mausoleum uh, contains crypts, which contain caskets. And so that's what we call a crypt. A columbarium, or another word we use for it as niche, contain cremated remains. So at the cemetery now, uh, if you go inside their indoor buildings, they have a combination of glass-fronted niches, which are cremated remains, or stone-faced uh, uh, niches. There are some of those as well. And so uh, if you go into the indoor mausoleum, you'll see a lot of urns and uh, memorabilia in there and photographs and all kinds of things. So what we're doing in this building is doing an entirely exterior uh, uh, inventory and because it's exterior you have to use different materials you can't use glass for exterior mm -hmm. niches number one because of security issues and also because of weathering and so this building has crypts about 500 crypts so it's about the same number of crypts as the sunrise and the sunset mausoleums but it's just arranged differently but in a lot of there are a lot of curved uh, 
walls on the interior area that are strictly for uh, columbariums or niches, and those are curved. And those will have about uh, 1,200 of them all told. And so um, in the industry, as time has gone by, back in the 60s and 70s, uh, cremation was not very popular. But now, in 2020, cremation is pushing three quarters of the dispositions. Um, where I come from in Portland, it's 75%. Uh, it's not quite that down here, but it's, get, it's get, getting that way. So the, the bulk of their sales now are in columbarium space and, as opposed to crypt space. Uh, in terms of materials, we are passing around the board there. If you look at all the existing mausoleums on the exterior, they have what's called travertine. And travertine was a material that was very popular for mausoleums back in the 60s and 70s and became less popular when we discovered that it tends to degrade over time and there's a lot of cemeteries uh, that spend a lot of money replacing uh, travertine that has fallen off of buildings. And it tends to crack quite easily. You know, travertine is a block, but when you start making blocks that are cutting it up in little slices that are three quarters of an inch thick, which is what the facings are, uh, then it suddenly has become evident that it's not usable. And so what we're using now and what we're proposing is a granite. Um, you know, it's all very hard, but granite is considerably harder than, than marble and is gonna last, whereas the travertine has not. And any questions? I had a question of numbers again. Would you please repeat that for me, the number of... Uh... So there are approximately just over 500. I don't have the exact number on me. It's about 500 casket spaces. Okay, okay so that's, that's for caskets or for bodies in caskets. Right, about 500 for caskets. But you were just saying that the tendency now, more and more people are being cremated. That's right. And that's why we have so many cremation spaces included in this layout. Okay. So if you had the, so if you went with like the sunset or sunrise mausoleum now, it's just one long building. It's just crypt shutter after crypt shutter, and there's really no space for any cremated remains. Right. And so by doing what we've done with all these breakups of crypt structures, of six of them around the building, then it gives us a lot of end walls to have nice curved uh, surfaces for the columbarium niches. And how many of those? I, about, about 1,200 or About 1,200. Okay, and you're saying that four tall is about as uh, tall as people desire, so that. No, no, that's not, no, that's not what I said. Okay. Uh, what I said was that 85% of what we build uh, are what we call six high. And so that tends to be kind of, if you go around and look at cemeteries in the area, that's what you'll see. Most buildings are 85% six high. The reason we have gone four high is to match the existing mausoleums uh, at sunrise and sunset. Uh, in terms of construction costs, the cemetery is paying a premium to do it this way because under a crypt, you have the same foundation whether you have four high, six high, or eight high. 
but uh, they wanted to do the four high to match what they had. Um, you know, if, if you go back and look at uh, reading the historic review, it talks about the original construction where the sunrise, sunset, and the, the larger indoor mausoleum in the center. Well, when they did the other mausoleum back in, what was it, 84, they engulfed one of the outdoor mausoleums and basically lost the front half of it into a new mausoleum, an indoor mausoleum, so you can't see it anymore. If you go to the back of the cemetery and look in, all you see are blank walls. So that's one of the things I really like about what we've done is it looks very nice from all views. You don't have any, a blank back wall. If you, if you go on the, um, on the back side there of Martin, where it says footprint, and in 1984, that, that's a big blank back wall there. Mm -hmm. And it looks horrible, and nothing's ever going to happen there. Okay, so thank you. That's what's really nice about what we've done. Thank you very much. I have a couple questions. So, so some, some of the plan for this is customized, as in the four bay and the keeping the um, width and sort of datum line from the, the low, I think it's actually the sunset mausoleum, right? Or, on the, or crypt on the west side. I hope so. So some of that. And then, um, but then other things, so you mentioned the curved walls is what you get more space. No, I mean, no. what, 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 what is the rationale for it being round when the a radial plan, when the whole complex is very rectilinear and axial in plan? Is that to maximize space? Or it's is this to maximize space, but also not to have uh, your crypts look like a library. And we'd like to add some interest to it. And just the rank and file and square blocks. Uh, um, they just didn't like the look of it. And the executive director of the cemetery, Jeannie Clark, I don't know if any of you know her, um, how this all came about was that she really liked uh, the, uh, it was an Italian uh, shopping center with a huge, monstrous round skylight. And she liked the way the space was laid out. And that's how this all started. Okay. But. Um, but back to talking about space, what, what I had said was that instead of having one long crypt core, we've broken it up into other cores so you have a lot of end walls that can have niches on it. Now, the reason we did the curve was that it was more of a, a circular, it's almost oblong really, but more of a circular curve. And so instead of having just flat walls, we put uh, a curve on it. Now, that wall may be lengthened compared to the end wall if it was straight by a couple feet. You know, so when you have a seek and, and, and lay the curve out, but, it, but it's really nice when you can just have one space in there. And, and what I like Tim was talking about when you're on the ground, it's a whole different feeling because there is no flat surface that you're fighting against. And that's what I don't like about the sunrise and sunset corridors as you just have this long, long build, building. <coughs> and for customers, it's tough to get there because you got to remember that the bulk of the people that are visiting here are my parents who are still alive and can barely move. And, you know, 150, two feet, 150, 200 feet away can be a real challenge. And so, you know, our entry there 
is um, just north of the Martin, and that's as close as you can get. And so you, our access, you just go right down the sidewalk. You know, we're totally on grade as much as we can possibly do. Any other questions of staff? I mean, of the applicant? I have one question, and it's kind of a small detail. Uh, a lot of the cemeteries I've been to uh, for the niches would have a little place to put flowers or whatnot, uh, remembrances for different holidays. And I, I didn't see that in the rendering. Maybe that'll be part of what you do eventually, but. Uh, it will be. Uh, this, these go back a ways, and they haven't decided. In fact, uh, if you go look at the existing mausoleum there, uh, I'm not sure about the flower, what the flower policy is, but they all have bronze plaques. Okay, well, okay, so that, that's something you've taken yeah. into account. You, ha you just haven't forgotten about it. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And so um, if, you, if you go and look at the existing mausoleum, there are uh, bronze plaques right. on each of these shutters. Uh, and a shutter would be the front. And, and that's removed and the caskets put in and the put back. Thank you. No, they haven't forgotten flowers. Okay, uh, thank you. Um, may we see the rendering that you have of um, showing the height of all of the buildings together, please? This, this one? There you go. I mean, th this is, I, I just threw this together myself. It's an approximation, but the, uh, in your in the packet is, you know, the architectural drawing showing that they are all the same plane. Okay. Thank you. Actually, Thomas, uh, I'd like to ask you a very quick question. Um, in my staff report, I described the structures as columbarium and saying that they contained niches. So they're not columbarium. I, I used the dictionary, but apparently was well, misled. I didn't, uh, since I hadn't read the staff report, I wasn't able to know. Sure. But, um, so back to what I was saying in terms of what we are providing. Well, the, 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 stru the st so freestanding structures, what should those be called properly? Yeah. Well, it, it, it's complicated. Well, it gets complicated, but in our world, we call it a mausoleum, and a mausoleum predominantly contains caskets. And when I was just talking about cremations a minute ago, uh, in reality, we have more cremation spaces here than we do have casket spaces. And that's what's happening to all our projects. I may have two or three times more columbarium spaces than crypt spaces. But in, if, if you were to ask me how I would describe this, I would call it a a uh, combination mausoleum columbarium, but in terms of a, what what makes the structure is the mausoleum. Because the caskets are so big compared to the niches, and so you know I could have just crypts here and no niches, and it would be essentially the same structure. Sure. So okay. the mausoleum or the crypts make the structure. So well, the the entire thing is a mausoleum. So one, I, I would call one. it a, a mausoleum that has uh, niche walls. The individual structures, the individual things, how can those, what can so those be called? The, the individual space or the individual 
freestanding unit for a casket would be a crypt. No, the the freestanding the, on okay. the the these like those would, those would be crypts. That's a crypt. Those that, are crypts. Okay. The okay. structures make the crypts. Okay. Okay. The crypts make the structures. Excuse me. Okay. I just. I'll need to. And so yeah, okay. the, yeah, the crypts are the big, and that's what holds the roof up. So you basically, you we build the crypts, and then we add the niches uh, to the end walls. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And then we cover it with stone, and you never knew what happened. But what's really good, though, is we're able to serve a lot of people in, in this thing. Uh, is, is the niches, and if 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 you've been over to the mausoleum lately, they've been putting. Uh, niches, or actually our company's been putting niches in the building like crazy, but they've liter literally run out of space. There's no, no other place to put them. Okay, thank you. Um, I don't have any other requests to speak, and I think that that means we can close the public hearing and go into discussion. So who would like to begin? I, I'm kind of liking what was done. I like the openness um, of it. Um, the height seems to match. I mean, it seems to, I think, meet the criteria that's been set up for expansion, including materials. Anybody else? <laughs> I kind of wish it was a rectangle set back, the symmetry of it. When I, especially when I first looked at it, the, um, the graphics you provided were extremely helpful in actually visualizing more what it might look like. Um, I think mm -hmm. the openness of it does um, help those concerns that I have a little bit in a way. Um, because when I first look at this, I just want it to be more symmetrical but I do also think that it, it meets the, the guidelines that were established to manage this area, so. Um. Well, you know, when you look at this uh, from the aerial view, uh, there are a lot of circular structures. All those roads are curved. Uh, there's little turnarounds. There's, you know, a lot of circles going on in that property. And I think this is, uh, you know, a, a good uh, extension of, of what's already there. Even though it's planted in the middle of a bunch of square buildings, uh, it doesn't contend with them. It doesn't overpower them. It doesn't do any of the things that uh, the guidelines uh, prohibit. Uh, and, and yet I think, you know, when you, when you step back a little ways, uh, it fits right into the rest of the uh, property. I see what you mean, though, and, yeah. and once you mentioned it, I'm going, mm. But I think the fact that it's somewhat open air, I don't know, um, it's just, it's not imposing, you know, the fact that it, its that differences are not necessarily imposing because of that. Well, I'm going to depart a little because I don't quite see the compatibility, and because the, the guidelines, I understand that it complies with several of the guidelines. Mm -hmm district guidelines, but also they do say that it should comply with standards nine and 10, and I struggle a bit with standard nine. Um, and also, the, you know, there is a, a mention of flat 
preference for flat roofs that arched roofs could be considered or barrel vaulted or I can't remember the terminology they use but only if they're shallow I wouldn't consider the dome shallow right so I don't mm -hmm. know if the dome really counts as shallow um, and it, it wasn't and you know with these new formal kind of complexes that are very axial very rectilinear um, you know as originally designed obviously there's an intrusion 1984 but it's it architecturally any you know massing and plan anyway is compatible um, I just have a hard time with the strong departure to a radial plan and a not shallow dome for the sake of you know looking like a shopping center um, <laughs> even if it's a very nice one um, <laughs> and then and then also I mean the materials are lovely and the location is obviously called out in the guidelines but I'm struggling with something with such strong geometry and that the original main building is really something um, that that this departure from the geometry is striking to me mm -hmm. um, I understand the the reasons you know that it was designed this way and I just wonder if there's any way to sort of mitigate the radial plan so that it doesn't contrast quite so much um, it's not that a, even a radial plan is not compatible with this time period um, although when you look at these almost no, new formal kind of sort of an, I don't know um, mid-century modern international style screen wall buildings it's just hard for me to get over the the axial rectilinear very strong quality of the original design um, and then as a minor point there's a guardrail or a handrail shown on the plans provided in the packet that didn't look like there was much thought given to and it looks pretty visible and I would would want to see some more thought into the guardrail design that it's not just like every other guardrail everywhere really there's some striking architectural features to this complex so I'm struggling with with approval on this um, And I just want to hear from other committee members on ideas for well, um, resolution. Yeah, I, I guess I could offer an opinion that I think uh, the dome actually does serve a purpose. It's not, um, uh, you know, just a, an ornament. Uh, if, if you're having a service outside and it's drizzling or raining, you know, you don't want to have to move it somewhere and then. Uh, you know the the crypt is outside and you're inside you know it's it, it I think it does have a, a, a valid purpose um, and as I explained before I think the 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 curvature and the uh, you know I, I don't think that conflicts with the property even if it doesn't seem to match the immediate location of the two buildings um, I don't know that we have any uh, solid guidelines that say the buildings have to be rectilinear or, or not. So there's some flexibility from what I could tell. Your points are well taken. I, um, that occurred to me as well. 
And I think my struggle is, um, okay, it's supposed to match and it does in several ways, but at, at the same time, it's not supposed to um, give the impression that it was built at the same time, we're not matching. So how far can we get away from that and still have it, um, you know, fit into the whole, so your points are well taken and that's making me wonder if um, there wasn't something more about it that wasn't quite as circular that would match the buildings a little bit more. I feel like the setback on the other side of the structure of the AC Martin mausoleum. I don't know, matching that setback just can seems we to make a lot of sense. Look at the site plan again, or the aerial one, something that showed. There you go. But then I felt like since it was open air, it wasn't as mm -hmm. it wouldn't be as impo imposing. Yeah, that's what I thought too. It wasn't closing things in at any rate. Um, yeah. Um, can we see the slide, please, of um, the front of the buildings? Okay, and with your um, mock up. Okay. Thank you. As well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering that if instead of a dome, um, if it could be something more flat, even if it had, um, I'm having a word search problem here, if it were lower and there were, there were kind of um, panels. And more like skylights or something. Um, rather than a taller dome. Well, we know that it's glass, but it's still a dome shape. Yeah. But we, we understand that it's glass from the renderings that, you know, to let light in and everything. Um, but I just don't think that that element could even, even if you tried to say it complied with standard nine, could fit that shallow vaulted roof allowance to deviate from a flat roof. I think that's troubling. Um, and what, what are some of your ideas if, okay, if we um, looked at that picture and said, okay, the dome is gone, what, what else might be appropriate? That would certainly fit with the flatness. Right. Yeah. Is there something else that, do we need the glass there? And I don't know. Yeah, and I don't, kind of I don't know if we're going to be able to design it by committee here today. Mm -hmm. So I think Probably what not. we more need is a way to continue the item or and ask for it to be some more options to be presented. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what I would prefer. But if it, but that doesn't mean somebody can't make a motion to approve it as designed or condi with conditions either. Um, I would like to. I'm sorry. The, pub the public here, the public um, part is closed. We'd have to reopen it. Um, I 
I, I understand, but that's the, the way the process works is that we're in discussion among ourselves, so we'd have to reopen the public hearing in order to get comments on the record. Um, and we're, we're just doing what our mandate is from the city and applying the guidelines and the standards. I like so much about the building and the openness, um, you know, the plantings. I too would be interesting to see what else the applicant could come up with that wasn't the dome. Um, I, I think, yeah, the, the, the overall shape doesn't bother me much because of the openness. I think I'm okay with that, but I would like to see alternatives to the dome. So is that a motion? Also moved that, um, yes, we revisit this and the applicant submit um, different ideas other than the dome. So is a motion to continue, to continue the item? Continue. Um, I just, I, I don't think uh, enough direction has been provided. Uh, I, I think you have. So yeah. you, you'd like to continue and have the applicant explore other alternate designs that didn't include, include the dome feature. Yeah, and that, that would better comply with the design guidelines. Um, it's not a shallow vaulted roof even. It's a, tall, right. it's a relatively tall dome structure. It, it doesn't comply with what's in the guidelines, which strongly, preferences, strongly prefers a flat yeah. roof. Yeah. So, well, besides the dome, though, um, you had an issue with the uh, with the radial design. I question the radial plan, but I think it could it could potentially be overcome by de-emphasizing the radial nature and the roundness of it without a very visible round dome. Right. Um, it's that. possible that that could could mitigate that concern. Um, and because uh, because as you're saying, it's open structure, so you may not read so much, so many round surfaces. But any way to sort of minimize a, the impression of the radial, I don't know, sort of Quality tall of round dome and a very rectilinear axial plant campus plan is what I'm is 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 what I think would be more compatible with with what's there. Um, are there any particular so without, let's say without the dome, then, then are there um, any other particular direction or do you just want to see it without the dome? You could look at some of the, um, because from what I understand from the roof, it comes out in bars that do have a flat edge, right? But then yes. the connecting are arched. Is there any way that that's not round? You know, maybe, okay, maybe so it's rectilinear. Maybe those connections are just straight lines instead of rounded. Those are the types of things I think that need to be explored with such a strong geometry here. Okay, so it's not necessarily that it it's um, there's two axes. It's round elements. The sense of uh, being a circle. Right. Um, hopefully that helps. Um, but I think the motion was to continue the item to further refine the design, essentially, and try to become more compatible in terms of standard nine and in terms of um, that roof, the very clear, clearly written guidance on the roof in this area. Go ahead. 
I'm sorry, this is just for my own edification because you know I'll be working with the, ad, the applicant. So uh, regarding the the um, the guidelines for the roof, um, you're concerning just the because it's there's a preference for a flat roof. Right. So besides the dome, it has a flat roof. Right. Um, is so there's not it's just the dome that that's the issue Correct. with the roof. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Chair O'Neill, committee members, so f for continuance, you can continue it to a date certain, which would then not require us to re-notice the project, um, or you can continue it to a date certain or uncertain. I would recommend continuing it to a date certain, and I look to the applicant uh, if a month is su sufficient enough time to come back before the committee with an alternate design. design would be it would just be open air I guess my I, I mean I it's not even so much I mean my question then is if this I project is being undertaken by the by Ivy Lawn you know I guess do you have the authority as the designer to just make that call right now? I would. I would. That makes me uncomfortable. Understood, Chair O'Neill. Then I would just recommend continue it to a date uncertain and let staff work further with the applicant in figuring out alterations and alternate dates. Okay. Yes. So that is the motion, um, and I'll second it. And if we have further discussion or any other al alternate motions, now is the time. Otherwise, we can have a vote. How does anyone feel about the setback, just while we're discussing it? I mean, would we want to explore matching potentially that 1984? I know it's, it would, it would rem remove a lot of space from the design. I think the open quality of the walkways help to mitigate that a yeah. bit. Um, but I definitely see your point. Um, but I do think it would probably take to wait too much space. Space. Yeah, I think with the openness, is the way I envision it, I, I think it would be okay. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Well, I think the openness is part of the requirement, not to overpower the existing buildings. Right. Yeah. So it does that. Right. Definitely. Mm -hmm. But you know, the whole d dome discussion—it's it, because your eye goes right to that, and you start to wonder what's the dome and. Uh, I think that detracts from the, the rest of the sight lines, even though it may have a good purpose and, and be in and of itself uh, an aesthetic uh, element. Okay, so I think the motion stands and we're ready for a vote. Member Mueller? Yes. Member Mercer? Yes. Member Purzell? Yes. Chair O'Neill? Yes. So we'll just have to see it again at a, whenever it's ready. We're happy to review it again. Thanks. Um, I think that's it. 
Um, staff, staff and committee communications is our last item before we adjourn. Is there anything this month? Uh, thank you, Chair O'Neill. Committee members, there's nothing from staff. I think with that, we can adjourn. Our next meeting is scheduled to occur March 4th. Do we know if that's going to happen or um, if we have any items yet? Uh, thank you, Chair O'Neill. Committee members, there are currently no items that are scheduled for the March 4th hearing. Um, currently, we have no items scheduled for the March 18th hearing, but we will have we will hold one of those hearing dates, um, most likely the March 18th, okay. just to allow some more time if there are items. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, then I think we're adjourned. <laughs>